listening to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. Tom Gazzola with you as we get set to wrap up the week as we head into the weekend. And we've got a great show for you as well. Uh, we've had a lot of good guests come onto the program of late, especially during this pause in the National Hockey League schedule. And today is no different. First of a two-parter with my good friend and the guy who oversees the Gretzky Hockey School, Ty Gretzky, uh, of course, the son of Oilers legend, NHL legend, Wayne Gretzky. Ty and I have become good buddies over the last few years. When I worked for Oilers TV, we would travel together, had some fun on the road, and we have remained friends. I have the pleasure of helping him out with the Gretzky Hockey School. I did it in Edmonton a couple of times. Also went to Calgary for the Gretzky Hockey School last year, uh, the first time that the school did take part in Calgary. Of course, the Battle of Alberta is heated once again. However, the folks in Calgary were very welcome to the Gretzky Hockey School and Ty, as well as Keith Gretzky and the entire extended family, uh, because the name is synonymous with hockey. Absolutely. So look forward to that again, hopefully in the summer. Ty will get into it in regard to the hockey school on the program, as well as talking about how he's handling married life, just got married last month to the lovely Sarah Gretzky, and he also discusses what it was like growing up around the rink, especially being around his dad and his brothers and, and his sisters and the whole family and how it's a completely athletic family, absolutely. Hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Uh, the Gretzkys are all over it. Great family, great people, and uh, we get the chance to peek into that with Ty as well. So, the only thing worthwhile talking about in regard to the NHL heading into the weekend is the league did have divisional captains speak to the media on teleconference when it came to the Oilers, Connor McDavid. He said he doesn't have any hidden skills or talents outside of hockey, and he would like to see some form of conclusion to the regular season or exhibition games being played before teams step into the playoffs. I'll read the quote for you. This coming from Frank Saravalli's article on tsn.ca. McDavid says, I don't think we can just step into the playoffs. Game one, it's Calgary coming to Edmonton and guys are running around trying to kill each other that haven't played for two months. It'll end up the Stockton Heat versus the Bakersfield Condors if that's the case. We want to keep the guys healthy. A fair season is a full season. If we can do that, that's what we'd obviously prefer so there you go that's Connor McDavid he did follow up by saying the most important thing in this time of pause throughout the National Hockey League is the health and safety of everyone and he echoes the statements from Sidney Crosby Alex Ovechkin of course everyone's worried about the the well-being of people in general and if you're wondering what Connor McDavid has been up to lately he says he's 100% healthy and, and working out in his new home's full gym so you're up to speed in regard to the National Hockey League and the Oilers. And without further ado, let's get into it. Part one with my good buddy, Ty Gretzky. Pleased to welcome back to Locked On Oilers, a good friend of the show, good friend of mine, Ty Gretzky. Ty, you're in Colorado. Got to say thank you for hopping on the podcast. Buddy, what's going on? Because uh, all of us are in this together, obviously. I've been stuck in my condo for two weeks. Where are you at? What are you doing? And how are you keeping busy right now? Yeah. What's up, Tom? How's it going, man? Yeah, no, it's definitely tough time right now. Everyone's kind of panicking. It's scary. No one knows what's going to happen. The uncertainty is not that comforting for anyone. So uh, 
yeah, just trying to stay quarantined in the house, not leaving, trying to stay busy in the house, I guess. Uh, watching a lot of Netflix, a lot of, a lot of old hockey on NHL Network. <laughs> Just, yeah, just trying to stay busy here and there. Hopefully everyone's staying healthy and uh, this gets better quick. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people feel the same way, Ty. And when you talk about watching old games, I know up in Canada, we don't get NHL Network unless you subscribe to it. And so Sportsnet TSN has been showing a lot of old games. Uh, I watched your wife Sarah's Instagram posts of you watching games from the early 80s. And describing Dave Semenko and all the the guys your dad played with, uh, what games have stood out to you that you've watched to this point? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's yeah, that's the hockey channel we get down here in the states, NHL Network. So that's our main source to watch hockey. And um, over the past week, they've been playing all the old games. Anytime they have one of my dad on, obviously I'm I'm locked in right now, and I've I've never really been kind of into it as I've been at like right now I've, I've really been able to focus and kind of watch the game from start to finish without any distractions and it's it's a lot of fun to watch the hockey's so different and physical and just watching how good my dad was it, it was it's it's kind of cool to see now you know thanks to NHL Network for that we've been staying busy watching a lot of old hockey and all the heritage classic winter classic games uh, I think uh, they had the 90 series is on yesterday so yeah it's been really good your Trying dad was okay he's yeah. okay <laughs> no it was uh, it was fun to watch like I never realized he was that fast and good like he was always where the play was it, it's crazy to watch and realize that now you know yeah well listen a couple of days ago was the anniversary of him breaking the 200 point in a season barrier for the first time in league history. And, and it, it's insane. So when you watch those games from start to finish now, what's the one thing you pointed out the physicality? It, I mean, to me, when I watch those, it's the goalies. Like when you look yeah. at a goalie now compared to a goalie back then, to me, it just, it's, a, it's incredible because look at Darren Pang. You know Panger as well as uh, many of us do. He's tiny. He's a little guy. And he played in net for Chicago back in the 80s. And then you look at a guy like Ben Bishop, who's a giant in the, in the pipes. Like, I can't get over how different goaltending is these days compared to back then. Oh, yeah. Even uh, not even just the goaltending. The whole game was uh, crazy. And the goaltending was so good back then, too. That's um, one of the games specifically I watched was uh, – it was game five, 83, 84, when they won their first cup against the Islanders. Yep. And uh, just like how good and fast my dad was, A, just watching him take the puck down the ice after a three-minute shift and skate past <laughs> every. I was like, oh, my God, you were fast. So watching that, and then when I was actually talking to my dad about it, that was the first thing I mentioned. Grant Fear was hurt, and he didn't play the last two games of that series, which was crazy. And, and for them to win the cup and – to keep winning after that, my dad was telling me how, how they did have two of the best goalies in the game at the time, um, which was crazy how good they were and the saves they made. Just It was fun to watch. It, it is fun to watch. Yeah, Andy Moog, by the way, uh, was phenomenal. He was a great goalie in the league. Andy Moog, yeah. He was traded to uh, Boston, like yep. I was saying. Yeah. And in his crazy. first year, he faced the Oilers in the cup final. Crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, see, that's the best part uh, – well, not the best, but that's, that's what's uh, 
the benefit of staying home and watching these games right now. I'm really learning uh, the history and being able to watch it. It's really fun. Mark Messier, Paul Coffey, Glenn Anderson, Yari Curry, Wayne it, Gretzky. It doesn't stop. It's Grant crazy. Fier, Andy Moog, Kevin the power Lowe. play. The power play was incredible. It was like every guy had the puck, and you're just like, okay, what's he going to do next? <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun to watch, and these games being on right now is, is definitely a, uh, a plus for sure. Yeah, listen, one thing that was floating around this week in Edmonton on Twitter was all the sports media putting up their all-time Oilers lineup, and pretty much three-quarters of the roster came from those teams, and rightly so. I don't know how you pick a team and, and, and you know without causing an argument from all the great Oilers to ever play the game, quite honestly. There's just so much talent. It's, it's crazy. Just from over the years, all the greatest players, Ryan Smith, Doug Waite, to my dad's era, to now Connor and Leon. And it's cr- incredible. We're, we're fortunate to have these, these teams here. And hopefully there's tons more cups to come. And I know the talent's there and the, the players want it. And it's a great team. I, I enjoy being around them, watching them, everything. It's, it's a very special moment right now, too, for the Oilers. It's been almost a month since your wedding. How's married life? What have you guys been doing? I know the last couple of weeks have been tricky, but you guys got to enjoy a little bit of free time, did you not? We did. We did. Um, we actually had our wedding in New York, and then we were fortunate to go on a honeymoon. And kind of the day we got back was when the NHL announced they were uh, suspended. And then that's kind of when we started kind of freaking out and everyone was kind of scared. So we kind of went on lockdown ever since then, but we've really enjoyed the time together and spending a lot of time doing a lot of stuff. Just being together has been a lot of fun over the last month for sure. Yeah. And it's good to have people around. I mean, I know I'm stuck in my, in my condo. I, I sneak out and visit my parents. My brother came in from Vancouver. My other brother still lives there. He's their younger roommate, as I like to call it. You know, my brother, Paul, uh, well, he's been on the road together with the Oilers and all of that. I want to ask you about this current Oilers team, Ty, because I think there's a lot of excitement around this year's team. They're second in the Pacific Division while the league's on pause. And, you know, you're talking about the old Oilers and you, you're catching up and learning about them and watching what your dad did and, and the teams that he was on. But you've been all over this Oilers team this year. I know you follow them very closely. What have you made of this season? It's been incredible and exciting to watch. Just be able to see the changes and the atmosphere in the locker room, the team just seems excited. They just, I don't know, it seems like they're, they have potential to get uh, far in the playoffs. The skills there, the new additions, uh, Mike Smith and that. I, I don't know, I, I just really like the team where it's going and hopefully we could get back to playing the season soon so we could watch them do what they do best and hopefully uh, everything gets better, like I said, so that, that could happen. Ty, you grew up in LA. You watched a lot of hockey there. You moved around a little bit as you got older and your dad's career was, was shifting around a bit. For me, if this season finishes up and we're hearing the league talking about maybe finishing in July, even into August, it's kind of mind-blowing to think how nice it'll be outside and then we're going to the rink for games to cover games and watch playoff hockey if, if it happens. For a guy that uh, watch games in LA and, and grew up in the LA area. Do you think it would be neat to see hockey in the summer or do you think it would be more so weird in your eyes? I just think it'd be exciting to get the season started again. I think the biggest thing is um, 
to make sure everywhere's safe for these players and their families and everyone to return and the fans to watch the games. Um, and then once I feel like once this uh, all tends to get better, hopefully soon, um, I think people are just going to be excited to watch hockey. I don't think they'll even think about the weather or temperature outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I did hockey schools all summer. My favorite time is to be in the rink. Um, <laughs> you said it's going to be weird and something we're going to have to adjust and, comprehend and wrap our heads around but this whole thing's been crazy and no one really understands what's going on right that's true uh you're right about you know everyone getting safe being safe and and getting past this and we'll figure it out from there ty gretzky joining us now here on locked on oilers ty you grew up around the game what was it like being a kid around nhl arenas and and spending all that time at different rinks and being around some of the best players in the world Oh, it, that, it was incredible, indescribable. Just being able to go with my dad to practice uh, on the weekends and then to the games early uh, when he would go. Um, we were fortunate that he would bring us with him most of the time. Starting from L.A., I remember going to the Forum to Rye Playground for the Rangers practices and MSG. And then even to when I was in high school, my dad was coaching. He's like, yeah, you Come, uh, you could be a trainer on the bench. So I would help the guys out and hang around the team, which I love doing. I love being around the locker room, around hockey and the NHL. It's, it was, it is, it's a big family and uh, everywhere you go, it just feels like home. Um, and especially skating on the rinks too. And after, before practices, I couldn't get enough of it. Love doing it. Love being around it. Listen, you know, we see kids of players and coaching staffs, you know, always hovering around the rink and and it's great, right? Like it's a family thing, like you said. Was there anyone or any player in particular that you remember kind of taking you under their wing a little bit whenever you were hanging out with your dad's teams? I think, yeah, my dad definitely has uh, some friends on each team that uh, would always hang around the house and we'd become very close with uh, like even before like we were born now like my dad's hanging with Paul Coffey every chance he gets they're best friends um so being able to like meet those guys and stuff uh even after he played was very cool and then from going to practices and dinner and Brian Leach's wife was our coach uh in New York growing up so just being able to be around Richter and Leach and all the guys there it was it was so much fun everyone was awesome and especially to like the trainers. We would always just be at the rink hanging around in the trainer's room. And those guys would take care of us the most, which was always our favorite part. Well, being on the trainer's side, I learned is, is probably one of the smartest moves you can make. So I always made a point of being friendly with the Oilers trainers. And uh, those guys are always A, characters and B, help you out whenever you need it. And uh, that's, that's a trick of the trade that I would put out there to people is, Hey, if you have a chance, be friends with the trainers because they'll take care of you. Growing up around the game, you're at the rinks, you're talking about all these people of influence in the National Hockey League that you got to know. You still played hockey and you played competitive hockey. You played at Shaddix. What was that experience like and, and how did you develop as a player, especially when you're around NHL rinks and you're on the ice with NHL players and then you got to go and play your own games to develop yourself as a player? I do love the game, obviously, and it's uh, my favorite thing to do, play hockey. I love it. It's my passion. Um, being able to like grow up doing that was awesome. I would play not the most competitive hockey, um, 
growing up in New York in the LA area, just kind of recreationally and stick time, pick up hockey, all that stuff growing up. And then uh, by 15, uh, my dad was mentioning to me to go live up with my grandparents in Canada. So I went up there for a month. I was a little young, kind of got homesick, uh, moved back home. And I really wanted to play hockey, though. That was my first interest and uh, my main priority. So uh, my dad uh, mentioned Shattuck St. Mary's and ended up going there my sophomore year of high school. And uh, we practiced two hours every day, tournaments every weekend. We had 62-game season. Uh, So by that, 15, that was kind of the first year I've really – played like that competitive hockey, right. uh, which was so much fun, loved everything about the school, everything about the program. Our hockey coaches were our school teachers. You pretty much live with all your teammates. The experience was incredible. Um, but by 15, I just kind of was a little behind in the sport and just continued to pick up uh, golf where I left it off and ended up playing that kind of competitively for a few years. And now I'm able to continue my passion with hockey and do the hockey schools all summer um, and be able to be on the ice and stuff is the most fun. So I really enjoy that. Yeah. Were you, by the time you went to Shattuck, were you okay with being away from home at that point? Yeah, that was, I think that was about a year after I tried to go up to Canada and absolutely it was a much different experience. Not saying like living with my grandparents was different, but being able to live like with your teammates, it mm-hmm. felt, felt like you're at hockey camp all season. So it really, you never even think about being homesick or being away. So you really just focus on hockey and being with your friends and that kind of stuff. So it was a lot of fun. And I'm sure you're still buddies with a lot of the guys you played with back then, lived with, uh, obviously. Who are some of the guys that were there with you there? And the other thing too, Ty, is, is what is it like playing hockey and having Gretzky on, on the back of your jersey or, or playing under that name. Yeah, no, we were, I was actually fortunate at Shattuck. I, did, I played on the U18 AA uh, team there, and we all the uniforms at Shattuck actually don't have names on the back, oh. so we were just numbers. <laughs> so uh, no one really recognized or understood uh, who they were playing. So not much kind of attention there, so I was fortunate. But um, I believe on the prep team while I was there, Derek Stepon – was there he's now in the NHL obviously uh but like I said I was only there for a year so I think he was the only one that ended up making it off the prep team there it's a good Uh, hockey program yeah yeah absolutely loved everything about it okay so you mentioned that's turned into a passion for teaching the game and you run the Gretzky Hockey School which has become a very big thing it's very popular here in Edmonton you guys are doing 10 different cities this summer correct Correct. Yeah. 10 cities uh, in 10 weeks this summer. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And the most important thing and the best part of the schools is just being able to bring our family and like my uncles and cousins and even yourself, you've helped us out coaching. Uh, just <laughs> I enjoy friends it. and family from the hockey world around uh, for a week to experience the hockey school. So it's a lot of fun. We enjoy everything about it. Did you ever think you'd be running a hockey school? And, and like, how did you develop this uh, appreciation and passion for for teaching kids, being around kids, and, and spreading the game. When I was 12 years old, I, my parents had Tristan, and I was really close with him while he was growing up. T- taught him a lot of hockey and golf, and always rollerblading with him. So loved being around kids. And then now I have two nephews myself, 
Tatum and River. So love, always love being around kids and coaching them and playing hockey with them and having fun. And um, when I was at university, I was almost finished there, about to graduate. And my dad mentioned to try a hockey school in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where we live in the summer. We just had so much fun doing it. And it was such a great experience. We just had to try some new cities and we kind of expanded from there and we're just continuing to grow and having a lot of fun doing it and having a lot of kids come through each summer and seeing a lot of really good talent. Basically just being able to coach these kids is, is it's a really good time. It's a lot of fun. You mentioned that it's evolved quite a bit, 10 weeks, 10 cities. How would you describe its growth? And then what do you tell parents that are trying to get their kids into hockey schools and might be considering the Gretzky Hockey School? What are the kids getting out of it for the week that they're spending there? Basically, we do a five-day program. It's Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. They get two hours on the ice each day. We do two hours of street hockey. We do workouts every day. Friday is all competitions, game days. Basically, we want them to feel like an NHL player for the week from the gear they get from Dita's hockey to the coaches from my uncle Keith, uh, GM with the Oilers to uh, basically just the NHL experience for that week. And honestly, the most important part of it is for them to have fun. So we try to make everything while they're learning at the same time, make everything fun as well and competitive too at the same time. So we just try to make it a very unique experience that, you can travel to in each city and a city near you and come check it out. And it's for kids seven to 15 boys and girls. We have a lot of fun doing it. Like I said, a big thank you to Ty for stepping in and hopping onto the podcast. That brings us to this day in hockey history, March 27th, 1984 Edmonton's Mark Messier scored his 100 point of the season for the second straight year. When he picked up a goal for the Oilers in a nine 2 win, at Calgary. How fitting to wrap up this edition of Locked On Oilers heading into the weekend. Be sure to tune in on Monday when we have part two with Ty Gretzky. And also, I can't leave you without saying, tell your smart device to play Locked On NHL every Friday, just like today. Myself and Joe DiBiase from Locked On Sabres have got you covered when it comes to the world of the National Hockey League. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Be well and be safe.